And, uh, you know, obviously coming out of the first with the, with the first goal being scored against us again, that puts you behind the eight ball and now you're chasing a little bit. And I think we've done that, as we all know, too often lately. And it starts putting the pressure in your mind, I think, to start uh, pushing the envelope a little bit, putting some chances, pushing some chances. And, and uh, then we get behind. And, and uh, I thought in the third period, we didn't manage the puck the way we were managing the puck in the first two periods, and we kind of ended up scrambling around a little bit and trying to hope to score a goal. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a, we know where we are, and we have, you know, the solution is to work our way out of it. So whether we miss open nets or we miss assignments, the frustration levels can't continue to creep into our game. we got to find a way to push through that and, and continue to create more scoring chance. Colton just mentioned how Guys will play long stretches, they'll play them, and then boom, it's a grade-A chance. It's not like you give up Bs or Cs, it's grade-A chances, and they end up in the back of your net. And That was a, even when you were winning nine, early in the year, that was the same problem. Why is that? What are you seeing that's constantly allowing the grade-A chances to come out against? Yeah, I think they're obviously, you know, an overall breakdown, I think by the time it gets to a grade-A, there's probably been two or three uh, mistakes made prior to get into there so uh, you know I think it's something we address we look at we continue to explore and and you know obviously your mindset is to is to continue to create more great A's than you give up and I think in the last little while we've actually done a decent job creating some great A's ourselves and and you know we're going to continue as the league moves along the season moves along league gets tighter and we gotta we gotta find a way to to match that growth in the game Jim, it wasn't so long ago you guys, I think you had the best points percentage in the National Hockey League. It's been a really dramatic, really quick swing here. Uh, I just wonder what your sense is in the group, you know, to go from flying high the way you guys were for a big part of the season to dealing with all of this sudden frustration. Yeah, I think, well, it's, you know, it's pretty evident our special teams carried us through a lot of situations that, that, that crept into our game and our 5-on-5 play. And, and now the special teams are often and our five on five isn't sustaining ourselves throughout the 60 minutes. So we obviously have to get back. The work we have to put in is, is in continuing to develop our, our, our five on five play, continue to um, try to push the game and not get frustrated when things don't go our way. I think that's going to become the, uh, the best part that comes out of this situation we're going through right now is we're going to improve areas that we have to improve to be good as we move along and I, and I think that the uh, you know obviously the, the great A's are a big part of it the the frustration pushing through the frustration and recognizing that uh, you know it's it's uh, it's about finding ways to win games I mean we talk about playing well we talk about you know having good stretches and having some great A's but ultimately it's it's we got to find two points um, a tough situation today with McLeod this morning and, and Tippett later in the day, uh, and we hope those guys are doing okay, but just maybe take us through how, how it went tonight, and I'm not sure if this will be something that has to continue moving forward, but uh, obviously not ideal when the head coach isn't around. Yeah, and I thought the players responded very well. We had, our meetings were all set up this morning, and Tip, we found out about a couple of tests, and, and he got uh, two negative tests. He had one later on in the afternoon, and all three of them were, um, we're not good, so uh, it's it, you know it's easier 
I think for the team to recognize that the gully takes over the forwards and runs the forwards, I continue with the defense. And, and uh, it's about the least amount of disruption for the group, obviously. So um, we'll figure out a way to, to, to get, keep the momentum uh, going within the coaching staff. And, and obviously, we'll be in touch with Tip daily and, and uh, we'll work together, you know, as, as much as he can. And, you know, we reach out back and forth. But, um, you know, it's. it's uh, it's uh, not ideal for sure, but uh, we have a responsibility again to find a way to get to. So are you saying Tip has COVID and is out? <laughs> I'm not the doctor, but he didn't show up for work tonight. So <laughs> yeah, I, he, he's tested positive for, for COVID. So he's in the protocol. Okay. Um, you coached the defense, but Yamamoto is not even around the puck. He has not had a shot in six games. What are you seeing as the associate coach? Well, certainly, you know, we, we expected uh, more from Yamo. I think when we, when we all reflect back and remember when Yamo came here, he was a competitive player. He was hard on pucks. He had second, third efforts. He was um, pushing the pace of the game. And I don't think uh, we're seeing that as consistently as we have in the past. So I, I think for Yamo, it's more about, um, you know, I, I know he, you know, he's, he, he worked lots on his shot this summer. I think it's about now putting himself in more consistent positions to use his shot to hunt down more pucks and and uh and you know there's a handful of guys that we need to to uh to continue to to push to get the tempo of their game pushed up and our game pushed up but certainly yamo um has more to give and we got to find that Hi, um you you guys are you're, you're around all these games you you still have a little bit of room uh in the standings to to play with because of the good start but at the same time is there a breaking point that, that you're approaching here where something has to change before something has to give well i think we you know we we went through a situation a stretch where we had a lot of really good solid players out of our lineup and now they're slowly coming back in i mean cc's back in now we got you know uh um duncan's back in i think mike smith will be here to play real soon and i think when we get ourselves organized health wise again it's going to be um a boost but there's no easy solutions there's no there's it's about working our way out of it it's about digging in and it's about playing harder to play against in all three zones it's about managing the puck better it's about handling the adversity of it it's about our better starts it's all of above but it's about the consistency of being prepared to do it uh, Jim um, the uh are your defensemen, are they backing in too often sometimes on the shooter? Or do they coach that way, or are they just backing in too often? No, it's something we've been addressing. Again, it ties in a little bit to the players that have been coming, filling in for us. And I think that there's a confidence level that has to be um, in defensemen to want to stay up and have the courage to stay up and trust your skating and put yourself in a position to be aggressive at the offensive blue line and it really sets up there and and yeah we think there's an issue where our group does have to get up and stay up and be confident to be up and then it ties into you know a good forward positioning to be able to track back and, and help them so um yeah i i think i think sometimes the confidence level and some of the younger players specifically is is it's easier to back up and play safe and 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 that's that's an area where we've definitely addressed and we have to continue to address it and stay more um ag aggressive to defend up the ice further away from our net what did you think of keith coming back in for the first time in a few it's a 
nice to see a really good NHL player out there playing with pace, playing with urgency. I thought he moved the puck well. I thought he, his energy and, and uh, um, leadership on the bench was excellent tonight. I think it's infectious, and uh, I, I thought he was good. And I know that today's game is very different in how it's played, but you've lost six in a row, five in a row at home. You're kind of getting blown out in the third period, and there wasn't even a scrum or anything. Does you need to see some more emotion from your team, from frustration? Like, is that the time to let it out? Yeah, I think that's obviously the. I think for a long time that's the way the game was was uh, was played. You know, later on in the games like that, but um, I still think it boils down to get frustrated or get determined to battle and compete and fight earlier in the game. Start that way. Don't wait to the last five minutes and, and, and make a stand physically or make a stand emotionally. Get invested early and it'll carry on. You don't have to, to battle late. You might as well battle early and be ready to go. And I think that's part of where we have to get to. Uh, Jim, I'm just curious, uh, just in the back, Jim, over here. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just curious. Did you did you have any communication with with Dave Tippett throughout the course of the game, like in the admission or? Yeah, we just yeah. talked to Tip before the game, and obviously we will meet tomorrow morning and communicate with him. But it's, you know, hey, we're all veteran coaches. We've all, you know, been in these positions at some point in time in our careers, and I think that Tip has a has a respect with our group to to support us and, and let us do the best job we thinks we can do and then we'll evaluate it and make adjustments and changes and, and carry on tomorrow we'll definitely talk in the morning and and go over the whole game and and see what we see what we can uh, improve but, so just to clarify like not during the intermission no and I'm just curious, uh, Dave was asked about this the other day, and I, I'm just, I wonder if anything's changed or you maybe have a different answer in terms of like how much you're, you're trying to kind of continue to be positive with the players versus really push and, and, and kind of crack the whip, so to speak. Where's the, have you, do you know, can you kind of assess where the, where the line is, uh, especially during a six game losing streak? Well, it's a long season and uh, we weren't jumping up and down and cheering when we had a good run at the start, we were trying to find areas of our game to improve. We are trying to find details to improve upon. We were obviously pleased with the way we were going, but there's a process to it. And I think now that things aren't going our way, it's probably not the time to start bringing out a, a hammer and pounding on them. I think we need to stick together and work our way through it. And I think the yelling and screaming um, probably isn't going to move the needle to where we want to get to. There's really simple structured details where we got to improve upon and and th through videotape, through practice, through meetings, we're going to get there. It's just it's just a matter of, of working through it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.